Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And uh, today we're going to be continuing our study uh, in the principles of spiritual growth. And uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, quick review here uh, just to get you up to speed in case uh, you haven't seen any of the other uh, videos in this series. But so far, we've looked at faith, time, acceptance, uh, the purpose and preparation, uh, complete in him, complete in Christ, appropriation and identification. And uh, the last few things we looked at was uh, uh, appropriation, identification, and consecration. And today, we're going to be looking at self. Now, even though uh, we... Uh, want to take our eyes off of ourselves and we want to put them on Christ, we also uh, have to take a look at self. And the reason for this is is uh, the problem uh, is looking at self. And the only way we can identify it is by looking at what the problem is. So, with that said, uh, we're just going to go into our study. And uh, in self, uh, one of the most important factors in Christian growth is the Holy Spirit's revelation of the self-life to the believer. In other words, the Holy Spirit tries to turn our focus on what's happening that uh, we have forgot to mortify the deeds of the body. Well, self is a f is the fleshly, the cardinal life, the natural uh, life, uh, the life in Adam. That's probably a good way to put it. And the Bible says, dead in trespasses and sins. That's the condition of the flesh, Ephesians 2.1. Thoroughly uh, corrupt before God, and we can see this in Galatians 5. Just read verses uh, 19 through 21. And Romans 7, 18. The life in which there is no good thing in the sight of God. Nowhere do spiritual principles mean more than here. Plato, with his uh, know thyself, that's what he said, uh, was more right then he knew, but still only half right. Paul, with God, with in in God's in, in in Paul, with God's saying this: "Not I, but Christ." That's the full. Yes, it's not I. Know yourself, but at the same time, know Christ. And then it's not I, but Christ. Galatians two twenty was all right in order for one to get beyond just knowing about uh, the Lord Jesus uh, and entering into a constant and growing personal knowledge of the fellowship with him, or must first come to know oneself. You have to know who you really are. In the flesh dwelleth no good thing. You know, uh, introspection uh, is not involved here. 
In other words, the Holy Spirit uses experiences uh, to give us revelation. First, the believer learns, not I, then, but Christ. First, uh, expect the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. It abides alone. And I know this is speaking of of Christ, but it's also uh, our life needs to do the same thing because we are in Christ. Then, but if uh, it die, it brings forth much fruit. John 12, 24. First, a way delivered unto death. Then, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest. And we read this in Second uh, Corinthians uh, four eleven. In service, it is first death worketh in us, then but life in you. Verse twelve. All resurrection life springs out of the death, or else it would not be resurrected life. His risen life. See Romans six, verses five and six. We are to yield ourselves to God as those who are alive from the dead, verse 13. You know, for some years now, uh, the scene has been dominated by uh, the conversion known as commitment. This is wrong. Uh, It's not just a commitment. Uh, We often, sad to say, among the little more than the spiritual miscarriage. And that's really what it is. When there is a bit of life, it usually blossoms overnight into full bloom and soon becomes uh, heavy with the fruits of uh, uh, dynamic radiance, personality, coupled with a busy rushing service. This happens. The tragedy of this sort of thing is that self is at home and it thrives. It's all I, not God, not Christ, in the growth of it all. And it is rarely found out what it really is. All the uh, indiscrepancies, the, uh, the hearts and flowers, you know, the everything that shines out, it's all discrepancies. It's not true conversion. It's just a commitment. You know, we can commit to something and never really be converted to it. You know, the uh, healthy new birth is based on deep convictions of sin and repentance towards God. It starts out clear and strong with love and devotion to the Savior. But before long, there comes the sickening uh, realization of an element within that uh, pulls one back to self-centeredness. Uh, and, and so many times this happened in my life, and I can vouch for it, I mean, after being a Christian for 40 years. To the world, uh, to the rule of law, to sin. Uh, this, you know, this learning by heartbreaking experience of an utter sinfulness and a uh, uh, reigning power of self in the everyday Christian life is the means whereby we come to know 
the Lord Jesus beyond the birth uh, uh, phase as our Savior onto the grow, growing phase as our Lord uh, and life. You know, to, to me, to live is, is Christ. That's what the Bible says in Philippians one twenty one. No believer is truly come to know the Lord Jesus as his life until he knows by experience the deadly self-life deep within for what it really is. Have you come to that? You know, the very first Bible I've ever had was the Schofield Bible. And uh, at as a spiritual life conference many years ago, Dr. C. I. Schofield, you know, the one who, who authored the Schofield Bible, all the notes and everything, said this, not everyone by any means have any experience of the seventh of Romans, the agony of conflict, of desire to do what we cannot do, you know, of longing to do the right we find we do, we cannot do. And this is true. That, that was true in my life. I tried to do what was right, but I kept failing. It is a great blessing when a person gets into the seventh of Romans and begins to realize the awful conflict of its struggle and its defeats. Uh, because the first step towards getting out of the struggle of the seventh chapter of Romans and into the victory of the eighth chapter is to get into the seventh, really get into it. Of all the need, uh, needy classes of people, the neediest of this uh, earth are not those who are having uh, a heartbreaking, agonizing struggle uh, for vi victory. Uh, something in my eye here. Well, but the those who are having no struggle at all, no uh, victory, and who do not know it, and who are satisfied in jogging along in a pitiful absence of almost all the possessions that belong to them in Christ. And that's uh, really true, and that's what... Uh, uh, Schofield said. Now, J.C. Metcalf gives the same fact and address witness. Many a young Christians who have not been warned of the necessity, the necessary voyage of discovery upon which the Holy Spirit uh, certainly embarks him, Romans 7, has been uh, plunged into almost incurable despair at the sight of the sinfulness by which uh, is his by nature, he has in the first place rejoiced greatly in the forgiveness of his sins and has accepted by God. But sooner or later he begins to realize that all is not well and that he has failed and failed from uh, the higher standard, which he set himself to reach in the first uh, uh, 
flush of his uh, conversion. In other words, when you first get saved, oh, you got real high ideas on what you're going to do for the Lord. And uh, you set them so high that you cannot reach them, you fail, because you're trying to do it in the flesh, uh, the self-life. And that's what we're talking about here. He begins to know something of the experience which Paul so graphically described. What I would, that I do not, but that what I hate, I do. Oh, boy. That fits like a glove, Romans seven fifteen, And in consequences, he feels that the bottom has fallen out of his Christian life. And then, perhaps, the devil whispers to him that it is just too good uh, is going on. It, it just, forget it, you know. And we start get, getting depressed because he will never be able to make the grade. Now, little does he know how healthy his condition is. And that is the shattering discovery is but a prelude to the magnificent series in uh, future discoveries of things which God has expressly uh, designed for his eternal enrichment. All those life, although life God has, uh, or all through life, God has to show us our own utter sinfulness and need before he is able to lead us on into the realm of grace in which we shall get a glimpse of his glory. And I you know this is really an important thing. Self-revelation precedes divine revelation. And you know, I really highlighted this saying because I wanted to really get this across. Self-revelation precedes divine revelation. Get that and understand that. You have to know yourself before you can know who God is. You've got to know how much higher God is than us, than we are. That is the principle for both spiritual birth and spiritual growth. You know, we, we come to know that at the moment of conversion, but we got to know that through our spiritual growth. The believer who is going through a struggle and fails uh, is the Christian who is being carefully and lovely handled by the Lord and in a very personal way. He is being taken through the experience year uh, in extent of self-revelation and into death, the only basis on which to know him and the power of his resurrection and the, fellow of his, uh, the fellowship of his suffering being made conformed unto his death. Philippians 3.10 you know, God, by uh, paradox, God works by paradox. Uh, success comes via failure. Life springs out of death, and so on. The only elements in a believer's life uh, that uh, uh, will help in his spiritual growth is that which has to go away. The new life can never be uh, hampered or affected. This uh, distinction is something 
the believer, the believer cannot enter into nor engineer on his own. Self-will never cast out self. Think about that. Self-will never cast out self. No matter how you try, you're never going to be able to do it. He has to be led into it by the mercies of the Holy Spirit into failure uh, of just and totally. You have to you have to completely be immersed in that thought. For uh, we which live are always delivered uh, unto death for Jesus' sake. That's the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Second uh, Corinthians four eleven. Well, so often that means utilizing by the Spirit is an unsaved mate or even a saved one as far as that goes, uh, our poor, healthy, yes, and good healthy too, a thousand and one things are used by him. <clears throat> in fact, everything. We see this in Romans 8, uh, verses 20 and 29. And you can't separate those verses. You've got to take them together to bring out the worst in us. Ultimately, unable to see that the Christian life has to be not I, but Christ, Galatians 2.20. People, uh, people's circumstances, etc., are never the cause of failure. Self-relations uh, uh, to them is the cause of the problem to be dealt with. You know, many of us uh, have probably known what it was to rejoice in the grace of God without having apprehend very much the true character of the flesh. It has often been noted that there, uh, when there is a the greatest uh, rejoicing and joy in a young convert, there is often uh, a levy which fails to take into account that the flesh is unchanged. In such cases, the grace of God is taken up in the self-confident way. There is very little self-distrust uh, or sense of weakness and dependency, and the, uh, the, the consequences is a fall and a uh, succession of falls then gradually bringing home to the conscience of the believer the other weakness and incapability in the flesh. You know, and that was, that was a quote by C.A. Colts. You know, even Hopkins uh, shared some uh, important light on this, on this subject. How infinite are the forms in which self appears? Some are occupied with good self, the prides themselves on the excellence. Others are just as much occupied with the bad self, and they are uh, forever groaning over the imperfections and strugglings with the flesh, as if it they hope in time to improve it. What shall be, uh, uh, what we will be con uh, con convicted is so that 
utterly bad that it is beyond all recovery. We think that. Uh, our experiences upward in the power of God is in portion to the experience downward, the cease from self. You know, it's all when God is working in our lives, we get disappointed. But at the same time, we should be rejoicing in our trials. You know, and that's what the Bible tells us to do. It is, reckon yourself to be weak in reference to sin. No, it is lower than that. It is reckoning yourself to be dying. No, still lower yet. Reckon yourself to be dead, Romans 6.11, indeed unto sin. You know, some believers, they are very weak. But what does that imply? That they have some strength? No. But when a man is dead, he has no strength. Nothing. I mean, how can, you, how can a dead man do anything? We must act on the fact that we are dead in reference to sin, we shall not then speak uh, of difficulties as to resisting or tempta temptation in reference to ourselves. You know, we shall take the lower place and say it is impossible, but we shall know that what is impossible with self is possible with God. We shall take our place on the resurrection side of the cross. And in so doing, we leave behind the old self-life of uh, for the new Christ life. To live in him who is our life is to be in the power of God. And closing with this thought, someone has rightly said, there are many separate Separations from the world, uh, Christians, who are not separated from themselves, Christians. I'm going to say that one more time. There are many uh, separated from the world, Christians. I know there, I, I try to separate myself from the world. Who are not separated from themselves, Christians. You know, we have never left ourselves. We're hanging on to the old self. And we have to mortify, uh, put to death, because uh, Christ already did that. And we have to reckon it so. And with that, I'm going to close our uh, study today. And uh, just like always, I'm going to end our our, uh, our podcast with God is out here. And you can find him in your Bible. Just pick it up and read it. Well, with that said, I'm going to leave you. Bye for now. Lord bless.